the influx of inbound referrals has exponentially grown. So what we're hoping is to free up those individuals that are handing inbound referrals because we do have another side of the coin where we have to refer out to, and that's actually even larger. So what we're hoping to sort of self-serve those that are referring to us to free up our staff to be able to handle the referrals that we're actually pushing out. Welcome to the Health Pilots podcast presented by the Center for Care Innovations. This podcast is about strengthening the health and well-being of historically underinvested communities. Every episode offers new ideas and practical advice that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Jessica Ortiz with the Center for Care Innovations. And today we're talking about one of the exciting projects that Altura Centers for Health has been working on for the past seven months. Our hope is that by sharing the highs and lows of this digital health solution, safety net organizations can apply the lessons learned to their own challenges. I'm here with Arnie Reynoso, member of our Tech Hub Learning Network, which is comprised of 14 tech forward California-based community health centers, clinic coalitions, and primary care departments in county health systems that are working to accelerate the adoption of innovative technologies. We partner with our Tech Hub members to vet, pilot, evaluate, and spread innovative digital health solutions serving Medicaid markets and historically underinvested communities. We are excited to bring you this story today. Arnie, can you start off by just introducing yourself, share a little bit about you and your organization? Sure. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, my name is Arnie Reynoso. I'm the Chief Information Officer at Altura Centers for Health. Altura has been providing medical and dental care to California Central Valley since 1995, primarily in the city of Tulare, California, though we do have a remote sort of rural clinic in Woodville, California. We are an FQHC. Altura provides services uh, such as family medicine, pediatrics, obstetrics, dental, chiropractor, behavioral health, and we actually do have a litany of specialists that we have here on site that provide other services as well. Great. Thanks for that background. We're really happy to have you today, Artie. Um, so tell us, let's just jump right in. Tell us more about your project. How did you get started? Well, the project kind of started uh, a few years ago with us trying to figure or determine how to best handle our referral management. And so we did bring in a vendor uh, called HealthUX that brought us a solution to streamline that process. Primarily, it was to handle most of our outbound referrals uh, as our PCPs were referring out. But in the last couple of years, we've noticed an increase of us being referred into us with our specialists that we have uh, here in-house. And so that created more of a opportunity for us to sort of revisit and what we could extend our current solution to be able to streamline that process. Great. And so what have you learned so far? What's been the highlight of this project? Well, the highlight has been that we envision having less staff dedicated to this inbound referral processes by 
allowing our referral system to handle most of the you know inputs uh, into the system and actually the creation of the charts and sort of the process in which the referral stages go through as it's being referred into us. And can you just tell us a little bit more about the, the solution that you're working with, HealthQX? Yes, uh, what we were wanting to do is streamline our inbound referral process uh, by making it more web-based, where previously it was very manual. It was faxed and phone call, where we would get the referrals into us. And so this will actually allow the PCPs, when referring to us, to actually go to our portal, enter the patient's information, and thus feed it into our health management or health referral system. That way we could streamline uh, either by creating a patient's chart in our EMR or actually merging that information if that patient does exist in our system already. How many inbound referrals are you are you seeing per month? Well, we were initially only seen on an average about four to five a day, so about 90 a month. Now we're looking at 250 to 350 a month, which significantly increased staff load, which is why we were sort of trying to determine how to streamline this process. And what are the subspecialties that have the most volume? Right now, it's mostly our uh, Cardiology department has lots of inbound referrals. We've got podiatry uh, as well that has it, internal medicine as well. So those are sort of the primary ones that uh, that we handle right now. Great. And what about new patients? If there are patients that are new to you, do you handle the registration? Like, how do you handle the registration um, in creating well, a medical record for them? Yeah, so the registration is quite simple. Once the information is entered in into our web portal, it goes to our ma uh, health management system. Uh, and then from there, it's sort of staged. And once it's there, we have it mapped where we could, and a click of a button, actually create the health record uh, in our system itself. And at that point, you know, usually the way our process works is the referring provider will look at uh, the data that was being sent to us and determine whether it's something that is within their scope and they could handle. And at that point, it starts going into the scheduling process and then, you know, define that. And what was the training process like? Um, like, how do you go about training the referring providers and, and what's required to make a specific referral? So the referring process is quite simple. All they have to do is enter all the pertinent information that is required on our webpage and attach the pertinent documents for the referral to be looked at. And then once it's vetted by our referral specialist, then we continue with the process of scheduling them and then ultimately bringing them in to be seen. I'm curious. Um, it seems like a, a little bit complex the um, the sharing of information back and forth, and so I'm just wondering, like, how does that work with this process that you're talking about with Health UX? How do you get the reports back? How do you get the information sent from the referring providers? How does that really work? Well, the way it works is the referring provider is required to provide a main contact uh, method, which we recommend or at least suggest it via, via email. And so our system's able to not only attach 
you know, documents that are in our referral system and sent back to them through that system. But if we re we receive documents also back into our system, they can, you know, easily attach additional documents into the system so they don't actually have to email them. The email that goes out to them actually has a, a dedicated link that would allow them to attach whatever documents to that specific referral if we need any more documentation, you know, from them. Great, Arnie. Can you just share? Um, like, I know that you're still in the in the in the stages of launching this and have done all the work in preparation. What's the big picture? Like, what are the key results you're looking for from this this work? The influx of inbound referrals has exponentially grown, and so whereas before we would have maybe a half a day of a staff member handling this on a daily basis it started becoming now one individual and then it led to two full-time staff handling all our inbound referrals. So what we're hoping is to free up those individuals that are handing inbound referrals because we do have another side of the coin where we have to refer out too, and that's actually even larger. So what we're hoping to sort of self-serve those that are referring to us to free up our staff to be able to handle the referrals that we're actually pushing out. That totally makes sense. I'm curious, in you're, you're, you're nearing the implementation of this project, have there been any challenges leading up to planning for launching this uh, 2.0 version? Well, the first challenge is actually getting the providers or PCPs that are referring to us to actually use the system more because they're accustomed to doing it a certain way. We do have, I guess, the upper hand, I guess, in the sense, given that they're referring to us. So it's quite easy to push them in that direction, but there has been a lot of pushback uh, to the point where we've basically given them a hard deadline that says after this point, we will no longer accept referrals, except if it's being used, you know, through our portal. And so that's, you know, easy to handle. Unfortunately, the other side of the coin is, you know, our referrals as we're referring out, you know, and this doesn't necessarily touch on this aspect of the of the project, but it's been a challenge getting ref, uh, those referrals or those specialists to actually adopt or at least use our system so we could easily transfer data between us and them. So that that's that's a bigger challenge uh, into itself, but we're tackling at least one side of the coin right now. And I would also add that you know, as part of streamlining this, there are some manual processes that still take place. One of them being our referral, our specialist actually looking at the referral and ensuring that it is adequate for them to handle, and then our staff actually then scheduling that appointment you know, in our system as far as that's concerned. But apart from that, you know, this whole effort has been to sort of automate the remainder of that process from, you know, from being inputted into our portal to eventually be seen by our by our provider. Yeah, one step at a time. It seems like that. And then the next, this one you have a little bit more leverage with and the next one is going to be, is going to be a bigger challenge, but I'm sure that you will, you will get there and have those conversations. I'm curious if you have any advice as you're going through this process, anything that folks should be considering 
if they're thinking about implementing like a similar approach um, to referral well, management. Well, definitely one thing that I, I would advise, and and which is why we we ended up with the solution we have, is the willingness for the vendor to tightly integrate into the EMR. I mean, they've been very good at you know being able to tap into the necessary database fields to be able to import all this data, kind of auto magically in a sense. So that's been great as far as that's concerned. So uh, we, you know, we did have to work with them and try to determine where we wanted the data and, you know, how it wanted to be presented. But once we determined that, you know, their willingness to actually do the work on their end to be able to put the data uh, where we needed it was, was quite, you know, nice. Could you share a little bit more about that process? Like, I'm, I'm assuming that there was a little bit of thinking that go, went into that. Like, what is the organizational fit and sustainability of working this with this particular solution? Were you able to have conversations early on with them that led you to believe that they would make all of those changes? I'm just curious how, how that process went. So, yes, uh, we did have early conversations with them to be able to determine uh, the feasibility of them not only replicating our database, but being able to, you know, tap into the necessary fields, uh, some of them being either read-only, some of them being read-write-only, and things like that. So yes, their willingness to do it. Plus, uh, they had experience with uh, the NextGen itself, which is our EMR. So that sort of made it an easier, sort of a cleaner fit for us in that aspect. And this is kind of a, a separate question, but have you thought about creating an e-consult type of interaction so that only the most appropriate and best prepared clients or patients arrive to see the specialists that you have? We have considered doing something like that as, uh, as sort of onboarding them, having you know having them access or at least have access to our our same system uh, with certain privileges to allow them to sort of communicate with us and being able to exchange uh, that information from us. So yes, it is consideration and it's something that I know we we have discussed, uh, but we've been trying to figure out how to best sort of, I guess, accomplish that or at least streamline that pro- that type of process. Yeah, it sounds like, like we were saying earlier, there's there's these uh, kind of bigger problems which are starting incrementally, making sure you're streamlining those processes, make sure they work, and then building on those successes. So my next question for you is about just the fact that you're part of our peer learning network, the Tech Hub community, and here we're big believers in collaboration and not reinventing the wheel. And I'm just curious if there have been any particular peers or resources that you've used um, just to help you think through this project and, and your work. Yeah, no, actually there have. Uh, I, I have been in contact with a couple of peers, particularly that have used, uh, that are our next-gen system, just like we are, to sort of you know, determine you know, what they were doing and, and if they were handling something similar like this. I think all of us do have a different system that handles referral managements. Uh, so that's something that I know that I want to follow up to see if there's potentially something that, you know, they may have that, you know, we could learn off of or vice versa 
when it comes to that. So Arnie, I know you were talking about like it's it's really helpful to be a part of a learning network that where you can bounce ideas, especially if someone else or another organization is using NextGen, for example, EHR, there's like similar considerations. I'm curious if someone wants to learn from you, would you be willing to be that person to to share like how this is going in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyone interested in in looking for a health or excuse me, referral management solution and you know what are the pros and cons to, you know, different approaches to it and or looking at implementing something similar, absolutely. You touched on this uh, a little bit earlier when we were talking about the bigger problem of the outbound referrals, but I'm just curious with this project, what's next? What's the next step for you? Well, the next step is we haven't necessarily launched because not only are we have we tightly integrated it with our EMR, but we're actually hoping to integrate it with our two-way texting platform as well so that patients get a status of where their referral is in the process automatically. That's great. Streamlining a lot of those things can often be really complicated. (laughs) Yeah. And like I, like we, I mentioned earlier uh, that, you know, we're sort of trying to make this as self-sustainable or as self, you know, automated as much as possible to involve as minimal staff time as possible through the entire process from being referred in to being you know reviewed by our refer our specialist to being scheduled to then you know going through that litany until the the patient actually gets seen by the specialist itself yeah that's great I, a lot of the folks that I've been talking to lately and the projects that they've been working on are how do we use like the lowest touch approach when appropriate to get the work done. I mean, particularly with all the workforce challenges that that everyone's experiencing, it's really important to see how we can leverage technology to still get the work done, quality care, and also utilizing the skills of the workforce where it's most needed. That's correct. Well, thank you, Arnie. It's been great to chat with you. Um, You are um, an incredibly valued member of our Tech Hub Learning Network, and we appreciate you sharing your expertise and experience with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Health Pilots, hosted by the Center for Care Innovations with podcast production services by Wayfair Recording Company. If you like what you heard, please spread the word and be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts. For more information about the Center for Care Innovations or for upcoming programming events and funding opportunities, please visit our website, careinnovations.org, and connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter. We'll catch you here on the next episode of Health Pilots.